Because my belief is we give, we can give, we can give it all and God will fill me back up. So I can give people everything that they would learn in my programs as Instagram content without the fear that, oh, now they're not going to buy from me. And I, I feel like people need to remember that we're these multidimensional spiritual beings that are going to constantly be filled back up. Don't hold yourself back. Give everything away for free and more will come. Welcome to the Madeline Show. to help you grow your client base by speaking up about who you are and what you do. Join me in a cohort of brilliant entrepreneurs as I show you how to increase your impact and income with the Speak Up Method. Attract soulmate clients, get speaking gigs, land press features, and grow your brand all without having a big audience. Join the Speak Up membership and spend an entire year with me as we unleash your voice and come up with a personalized strategy to get you in front of thousands of new eyeballs every single month. Sign up for the waitlist at themadelineshow.com slash speak up. I cannot wait to help you change the world. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Madeline Show. I am here with a guest I have been so excited to bring on for you guys. We have been chatting in the DMs and now you get to be here front and center for an epic conversation on intentional networking with Aria Lighty. She is a visibility strategist and a creative consultant and a freaking badass human. I am thrilled for this conversation. I know you will be too. Aria, welcome to the Madeline Show. Thank you. I'm so freaking stoked. Oh my gosh. Oh, you are just a wealth of knowledge. And I had no idea how much you have already packed into your career. And so just to give the audience, (laughs) yeah, like, why don't you just lay it all out for us? Like, tell us how you got here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that could be like a whole episode just in itself. But the like Cliff's Notes version is um, I have been an entrepreneur for about 15 years now. Um, I have been working on uh, mastering the art of networking for about 17 years because I started it in my um, short-lived corporate career. And I have been everything. Like I've worn so many hats. I have been an editorial wardrobe stylist. I have owned brick and mortar art studios for kids. I had three locations as well as a mobile unit that traveled around to schools, music festivals, um, like anywhere that a mobile unit could pop up and make really rad art. And I also founded the Mob Nation, which is the National Alliance of Mom-Owned Businesses. I ran that for 10 years and actually just recently sold it in July. And then I have just had like all of these little fun things in between. And um, I mean, I've even been like a bartender, go-go dancer, bottle service girl. So (laughs) I've lived a lot of lives. A lot of them like, you know, stacked on top of each other where I was doing tons of things at the same time. And 
really what led me to be a creative consultant and a visibility strategist is just all of that put into, you know, my entire journey led me to this, like to figure out um, all of the different creative things in building a brand, how to be like a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I was always being asked like about networking, especially since I ran a networking group for 10 years and um, also press and all the things that a lot of like entrepreneurs just don't know how to go and get. And so uh, it started out consulting first, but then I really fell in love with the aspect of like getting visionaries and creative entrepreneurs to show the fuck up which is also like a program that I run but just being seen getting out in the world finding like their aligned opportunities and really making sure that their voice is out in the world and out in the marketplace because as we have talked about there's just a few voices that we're hearing from that just regurgitate the same boring ass shit so I love to work with like the disruptors and the the really rad unique people to make sure that we're constantly hearing from a diverse group and a lot of different perspectives so yeah that's my passion it's making really rad entrepreneurs like yourself show the fuck up in the world Yes. Yeah. And giving us that press that we deserve and showing us how to get the things that all these corporate companies know how to do, but maybe shouldn't have as much visibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna it's be really honest. about evening out the playing field, right? Like it's about yeah. being able to like bring these resources and make it accessible to um, the, yeah. the creative entrepreneurs are who have my heart. And it's also who have just the in my experience, the hardest time showing up or the hardest time mm -hmm. knowing how to package their zone of genius or their like brilliance into something that the world can access. No kidding. Dude, I didn't know that you did that. I ran an art group before this. I was a curator. Oh yeah, I've shown work during Art Basel down in Miami and I've popped up in New York and LA um, and even gone over to Europe. So it's wow. it's been a journey. Yeah. So I, I feel you with the, like the creative entrepreneurs, like they have a sweet space in my heart too. And it's yes. because I see their genius and their brilliance. And then, you know, like one half of your brain is kind of like the salesy part and the other half is the creative part. And it's actually really difficult to blend them both together. And a lot of these entrepreneurs, that's why a lot of artists they don't they don't even try to be business owners they just they're like i'm just gonna give away literally 50 to 60 percent of my sales to yes. someone else to do it for me right that's a lot right. it's, it ends it's up being because and it's the connections yeah when it's our heart's work when it's like our soul's passion when it's something that we just really you know need to we just love to be doing we tend to like discount it we tend to not be able to put a value to it we you know um, we want everybody to have access to it. That was like a big thing with my art studios is just like, oh, you need a free birthday party? Like, I won't even figure out how to make this sustainable. Just <laughs> every kid yeah. gets a every kid gets a party. Everyone can have access to it. Any nonprofit that needs to use the space, like heck yeah, come do it. Um, but it's it all of those lessons again, like led me to here to be able to like speak directly to creative entrepreneurs know exactly what limiting beliefs or blocks that they have about packaging up their magic or you know having that be seen mm -hmm. so i'm grateful for every uh step along this wild journey yeah 
Yeah. And thankful for the creatives that step up and decide that they're going to do something new, right? That they're going to, to learn how to take the, I, I call it like taking back the power instead of just giving away your contacts. Well, you don't even get the contacts. You just like give them away in a sense to your agent or whoever. And then what, 20 years later you get dropped and now you don't have a network because, and yes. you go, you don't have 50% of the sales from right. your work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's a big mm -hmm. deal. And so teaching them how to get their own press, teaching them how to be a CEO, teaching them how to just be a business owner in a way that doesn't drain all that creative life force energy that you need to actually create your work. <laughs> yes. It's important. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. I say that too. It's like just taking your power back from, from everybody, including the people that told you that you couldn't make money being an artist or a creative or a visionary yeah. or whatever, like wild thing that you decided to go out and do. Yeah. Oh, I'm curious. Um, let's talk about intentional networking. What, what is networking, your definition of networking? And then can you give us like a couple of different categories of networking, maybe or different styles that someone can utilize to build their network for like better words, <laughs> to make more yeah. sales, right? To connect yes. with people and to sell, sell your magic. Yeah. Um, intentional networking, I mean, it really is just building your power network, building your influential circle of power peers and, and partners, building long-term mutually beneficial relationships, like long-term mutually beneficial. This is a long game. It's not one of those like sales funnels or, you know, um, dude bro tactics where we're we're treating humans like their price tags like this is a long game this is how you like uh, build your name and also like build it so that people stay with you I said that I've been mastering the art of networking for 17 years 15 17 years now that kind of dates me <laughs> but the people that you know met me as, as an executive recruiter or a VIP hostess or you know a brick and mortar owner like they have carried with me throughout all of my transitions. So if you are are building your name, if you're building relationships, then no matter what you go out and do, like I could decide to be a yoga teacher tomorrow and my people are going to come like follow me because I've built that no like trust factor under my name. And that's the intention of networking. And that's what a lot of people get wrong is they go and try to network with the people that can serve them now. A, they're looking at people that can only serve them, right? They're trying to network with their ideal clients instead of their like ideal people that they really want in their circle. And then again, they're right. building for like either the project that they're doing now, the the season or phase of life that they're in now and the life and season um, that the other people are in, right? So it's like, oh, okay, well right now I'm a visibility strategist. So if I'm only going to network with people that want to hire a visibility strategist, then I'm missing out on so many different connections that can happen, so many different referrals. And when you really mm -hmm. have those power players, those referral partners, those like peers, you don't really even need to market to an ideal client because they're referring you, they're mentioning your name, they're getting you the opportunities and vice versa. So it's like, if you can nurture that in, in the long run, it's, it's the biggest ROI, 100%. Yeah. Oh man. I love what you're saying. Cause if you're, yeah, right. If you're just doing the, the work and the efforts and creating the messaging and the marketing towards the people that are going to buy whatever it is you have to sell, it's, you're not playing, you're not playing the long game and you're also not necessarily meeting all of the people that are going to fuel you to keep going. And so there's, hor I don't know if you use these terms, but there's like horizontal and vertical marketing. There's marketing with people 
and networking with people. Those are two different things. Networking is what I meant, not marketing. So horizontal networking is when you're networking with people that do what you do, right? And so you can kind of pass off clients to each other. You can collaborate and create affiliate partnerships. And then there's vertical networking where it's, you know, maybe you meet someone else that's at a higher level or maybe they do something different than what you do um, or somebody else that's um, like, what would be an example here? You are an artist and you are, instead of networking with other artists or other galleries, you're networking with, say, a company that makes paint Mm -hmm. or a company that is creating um, full-on events for galleries to then come in and buy space for the weekend. Yeah. And so there's got to think about your industry and think about everything like a spider web that's connected to that industry. And beyond, though, you're saying you're still networking with people that aren't involved in your industry. So what what type, I'm curious, like what type of little black book do you have or software that you use to keep track of everyone's email addresses i mean you must know like thousands of people are you just texting everyone like um this is really crazy to say but it's all in my brain okay (laughs) the black book is all in here like and i but i have taken such an approach of like i know my people so well that like if somebody's describing somebody that they need or they're describing a problem that they have or or I'm just witnessing something where I'm like oh my god you have to meet this person like I have it locked and loaded um typically it's like you know email Instagram a text it depends on like the type of relationship that I've you know built with the person but yeah I don't only network within my industry again I'm building for the long game so it's not about who can benefit me at this time it's who can benefit my power network right so if I see like oh I don't really have a a booking agent or I don't have a publisher or I don't have something that's in here and I know that that would be an amazing resource for my people eventually then those are the types of people that I want to like you know and connect with but I go and network based on like what makes a human tick what are they passionate about? What do they value, right? Like, is it philanthropy? Is it, um, you know, equity? Is it, those are the types of things that people that I want to meet. I don't really give two shits about what you're doing at this <laughs> part in your life, right? I, I just want to know that we are like humans and we vibe together. Um, and then mm-hmm. I can find a place in my circle for you, no matter what it is that you do, Right. Yeah. Mm, mm, so much gold there. So much gold there, you guys. Um, so when you say you're going, you've used the word networking a few times, like I bring people into my circle and then I network with other people. What do you, when you use that phrase, what are you referring to? Are you fer- referring to starting conversations, inviting them to events? Finish um, the yeah. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So I can turn anything into a networking opportunity. I mean, I can be, I've networked at a pool. I've met people like at a casino table in Vegas that, you know, I'm, I'm now friends with or connected to. So anything can be a networking opportunity. Um, I make it all about them. My mission in the conversation is to learn as much about them what they're currently working on, again, what makes them tick, what are we, what are we vibing on, what types of um, problems do they have that I can provide a solution for, how much value can I show this connection. So it really depends on like what, how our conversation goes, but the intent is to like soak up every single thing that I can get about this human and know how to serve them. And then, you know, whether that be 
oh my God, I'm going to connect you with so-and-so or whether that be come with me to an event or, you know, whatever, whatever that next action step is. Um, but really like my whole intention in any opportunity. And again, I think anything is a networking opportunity is to just like find out as much about them as possible. The rest will come later, right? Like they'll figure out what I do and the value that I bring once I <laughs> show up and do all of the things that I want to do for them. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's their show and I'm just, I'm just um, trying to learn as much as possible. And that's not some schemey strategy. You guys, what I am hearing from you is that you listen and you care about people, and then you stand in your own values, and you show the fuck up in your life, and you you do what you say you're going to do. And yeah. that's networking. It's not yes. going to an event and putting a name tag on. It's caring about other people enough to inquire and ask and listen, and then be who you want to be, which if you're listening to this, is a person that has strong values and a lot of love and a lot of magic that you want to share with the world. Yes. The number one thing that I tell everybody is think about how do you want to be remembered and what do you want to be known for? Like when people are mentioning your name, when people bring up your name, when when they see your post on Instagram, what is the type of energy and vibe that you want people to think of you? What is like, oh, that girl's a master connector. That's what I want, right? Like I can connect you to anybody, right? Like I can find whoever you're looking for. So once you kind of like have that idea of like how you want to be remembered, just check in with yourself. Are your actions actually aligned with those intentions, right? And that can mean the way that you are actually showing up, the way that you're serving, if you're actually putting yourself out there. Like if I want to be a master connector, I need to constantly be, you know, up leveling and upgrading my circle so that I can bring more people into it and connect more people, right? Like I need to be able to go and check in with my people and nurture those relationships so I know the types of things that they are like needing and craving at that time. And, um, you know, constantly reminding people that I'm here and that I am like a resource for them. Yeah. Oh, man. So you just talked about integrity and integrity is when your actions match your words. Yes. And so if you want to be someone who is integral, which I think most of us do because it's pretty stressful when we're not, when we're continuing to break promises that we make to ourselves and or people, think about that. Do I do what I say I'm going to do? Am I moving in the direction that I believe is right for me? Or am I doing things to please other people? Am I living a life for someone else? I mean, it really boils down to like your soul's mission and purpose. Mm -hmm. Who yes. knew? Who knew we'd be talking about this stuff when the title talks about networking? What should for we title real? this episode? <laughs> <laughs> the power of intentional networking. I mean, that's being mm, intentional, perfect. right? And if you have that yeah. core, yeah. right? If you have that, how do I want to be remembered? I think that before I walk into a room or an event, What's the impact that I want to make? How do I want people to remember when I walk out those doors? What do I want people to say about me? Right. And so that is a mistake that I see all the time is that people are not intentional. They go to an event to like cross it off the list and then they like, they don't show up. They don't have conversations. They're, you know, talking to the same friend that they came with. And it's like, why the fuck are you even here? Like, so yeah. setting that intention, like, okay, who's here? What do I want to accomplish? How do I want people to feel about me? Because we forget that we're like, we're like viewing everybody. And then we forget that we're a human that's being like perceived, <laughs> 
And then when you're like getting actually intentional about it, like how do I want to look in this room? Like how do I want to like make people feel when I walk away from a conversation? Because there's a lot of people, yeah. I mean, we've all been to networking events and this is why people freaking hate them. Uh, but we've all been to networking events where like after the person leaves the conversation, you're like, thank god or like you make your eyes over at like the rest of the people in the group like what the fuck was that chaotic <laughs> energy or you know what i mean that salesy weird marketing crap that they just brought over here right mm -hmm. so like really making sure that you're checking in with like how do i want people to feel about me like even when i'm walking up to somebody i'll check myself right like i'll just be like okay what's the mission what am i doing stand up straight you know mm -hmm. smile be intentional yeah. yeah right so it's about you know your presentation am I looking this person in the eye or do I not do I just seem like I don't want to be there am I fiddling yeah. with my fingers or am I really actively listening people can tell yes. if you're listening just waiting mm -hmm. to talk yes instead of actually listening to what they have to say and caring they yes. can tell People can tell we're energetic beings the same way that you can tell when you're in the line at the grocery store and someone's staring at you and you look and they're looking right at you. You're energetic <laughs> beings. Yes. We can yeah. tell. <laughs> I love that you said active listening because that is actually what it is. Like when you are in the conversation with somebody, you were treating them like they are the most important person in the room because they are at that time, right? They're the most important person in the room. They're the most interesting. You are like captivated by them. You're not thinking of a response, which actually takes a lot of the pressure off of us, right? Because when we think about networking, we think about how we're going to perform our dumbass elevator pitches, like how we're going to like master that conversation to be able to get in like, okay, how can I put my sales pitch in here? But if you are just like, you take your marketing and sales hat off and you put your relationship hat on and you are just actively listening to this person, A, they're going to be like, ooh, this person's different than everybody else in the room. And B, you're going to be able to get so much more out of it and you can like relieve so much of the stuff because you're not thinking like, okay, so what keywords am I looking for that I can like now get my pitch in or shove my business card in their face or like, you know, book a discovery call. Like, shut up. <laughs> Treat people like people or don't go. Yeah, especially if you want to have a good time because you're not going to have a good time if you're just anxiously waiting to talk about yourself and say things that you don't even fully believe in. Because yes. that's the thing with the – I mean, you can have – there's a lot to be said about being able to message and tell people what it is you do. But if you have to be memorizing a statement that you're going to trip up over and actually say it to the wrong person at the wrong time, then you're wasting your time yeah. and energy, and it's very draining. And uh, let me just say, fuck an elevator pitch. Like, stop doing them. They're great to have if it's like, there's some networking events where they're like, okay, everybody's going to go around and say their little, like, snippet. But if you ask me what I do, and I'm like, oh, I help multi-passionate mompreneurs go from a net, like, people are like, um, okay. Like, <laughs> it's just so freaking weird, right? And, like, yeah. of course people are going to say, what do you do? Um, and so if you lead with, like, the title and you just can kind of, like, allow them to ask more questions from curiosity if i say visibility strategist people are like "Ooh, what's that um and then you can cater it to them right like you can be like for example like you're a podcast host so i would be you know getting you out into different rooms i would like um find opportunities to get you sponsors or collaborations there would be like you know like being able mm -hmm. to say for example i would do this or this or for example i'm working with clients that do this um 
but you don't need to memorize all of that stuff and people aren't expecting you to be like <laughs> you know and I promise you like even if you flub that part up like you're like you drop the ball on that if you have done everything else in those steps like active listening exchanged information um, know how to serve them show value have some sort of like next step like okay I'm gonna introduce you to somebody that has to be on your show or I'm gonna introduce you to a sponsor that has been actually looking for some more podcasts to advertise on like of course you're going to remember me and want to follow up with me and so I'm gonna have so much more time down the line for you to really understand what it is that I do yes when you can serve someone else out of a space of selfishness it ends up working for you because they naturally remember you. And your goal is to help them and then they end up remembering you. You see how that works, you guys? Instead of your goal being, remember me. How am I going to make you remember me? It's like they'll remember yeah. you if you're living, if you have the light in your eyes and you mm -hmm. are living your soul's passion, they're going to freaking remember you because there's not many people that do that. There's yeah. not many people that can actively listen and can speak from a space of love and stand in their values and want yes. to help someone. They're very few. I've actually found a ton of them online personally, but because <laughs> I curate my network that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I use social media as a networking platform too. I don't use it. I don't think of it as like a content creation platform. I don't think of the algorithms. I don't stress out about, you know, all of the different things. Like, yes, I'd love to pop on and like share knowledge and stuff, but you know, I can go days, even weeks without posting anything, but still have curated really great relationships. Again, if I'm serving or showing my value or making connections, I'm watching people's stories. I'm interacting with them. If there is like something that they're looking for and I have a connection for that, I'm going to respond with that. You know, I'm hyping them up. I'm sharing it in my stories. Like I'm doing all of the things in order to like serve that network and nurture those relationships and plant those seeds. And that's again, so much more valuable than trying to like take another course on how to trick a freaking algorithm or go viral or worry about all these vanity metrics, you know, um, getting back to the actual social aspect of social media. Yeah. And I think we're, we're all craving that, right? Especially since 2020, we want human to human connection. We've been sold to our whole freaking life, mm -hmm. our whole life. From billboards to TV commercials. I mean, living in the United States, we're getting sold to by pharmaceutical companies, by alcohol companies. It's horrible. Don't be that. Don't, Don't be, be that. that. And people can see through, you know, like lead magnets and all of that stuff like that. Um, it was easier to have those types of things because a lot of us weren't like really aware of like the game plan for people right when they're like oh I have this pdf checklist for you or I have this for you or whatever we're like oh that's cool but we didn't really know that it was actually to get us into a funnel and that we were considered a lead and all of that kind of stuff like that now people really understand that the free master class isn't actually going to be valuable it's going to be 15 minutes of content and then you know a sales pitch at the end like people are waking up to all of the tactics and, and BS that's out there. And so um, if we can get back, if we can backtrack to like, you know, the, the human to human connection aspect of things, then it's going to be a lot better for all of us and easier and less stressful. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I will say there's a way to do like an evergreen webinar or a, a masterclass with a pitch in a way that's healthy and works. It's called consent-based sales. Our girl yeah. that connected us, Kelly Moser, she teaches this. You <laughs> yes. can give a lot of value. You can have a free course and be, you don't have to, you don't have to keep the price of your actual program a secret. You don't have to keep the fact that you're selling something at the end a secret. You can straight up girl. say- I have this free thing I want to share with you. It's going to blow your socks off. You're going to love it. You're even going to see how I uniquely sell my work and my program with no pressure to join. Come be a part of it. That is so much different than come and learn all these things. And then, yeah, you get to like five minutes through the masterclass and then it's a sales pitch for 45 minutes. And then you have to buy the thing to learn the things they said you were going to learn for free. Like, yes. You can tell based on a person if it's going to be one or the other, a Kelly Moser masterclass or a Coca-Cola masterclass. Right, right. And I think that it's important to, I mean, I think a lot of people have been sold the idea of like what you do and those types of things. But again, if you're just using it to like connect and serve your network, if you can think of it as a networking opportunity, like I want to build long-term relationships with these people, not the call to action at the end is not necessarily like, okay, I got to convert 20% of these people into a sale. If like the intent is I'm going to serve my network, I'm going to grow my network, I'm going to connect with people. Um, then yeah, then, then think of it in that, in that social yeah. way. I also see a lot of those types of like master classes and workshops, they hold back so much. And I see that mm-hmm. as almost like living in a space of fear because my belief is we give, we can give, we can give it all and God will fill me back up. So I yeah. can give people everything that they would learn in my programs as Instagram content without the fear that, oh, now they're not going to buy from me. Right. And I, I feel like people need to remember that we're these multidimensional spiritual beings that are going to constantly be filled back up. Don't hold yourself back. Give everything away for free and more will come. Yes. More will come. Yes. And so much more than you can even imagine. Yeah. I mean, I can share what I would do with a client, you know, do for a client or whatever on an Instagram um, and not be worried about it because... A, we're really busy humans. So I've read tons of Instagram posts. It doesn't mean that I'm out there implementing it into my business. I might be inspired for a second or be like, oh, yes, I need to do this or, you know, I need to change this or whatever. But that doesn't mean I'm actually going and implementing it, right? Um, And it's such a different vibe to work with somebody one-on-one where you're like, you're holding my hand. You're calling me out when I'm actually not doing it. You're keeping me accountable. um, You're constantly repeating that same information. Like, just because they read it once on your post doesn't mean that they remember it doesn't mean I mean you can so true. still go and bring that same information so yeah this I have the same the same idea like give it all give it all yeah <laughs> yes yes there is no end there is no end I yeah. mean I think of life as like the snake eating its tail or the infinity symbol it just mm. it just keeps going it only ends when you live in fear when you make decisions yeah. out of a space of fear instead of abundance and fear mm-hmm. and lack that is what is not. Abundance yes. is what is. It is your birthright. You are overflowing. And if you feel like you're not, if you feel like you can't give, right, and you're just like crawling out of this space of fear and lack, I want you to find things that fill you up. Go do things mm-hmm. for yourself. That's mm-hmm. really important, especially as entrepreneurs. We need to fill our cup yes. up. We should have we should have a balance of things that take energy 
and of things that give us energy. It's that masculine feminine, the yin, the yang. It's the balance of life. You want both. Yeah. Yes. I love that. And I find that if you just kind of switch the way that you're thinking about giving, it actually can fill you up, right? Like there, if you're not attaching all of this like outcome to it or like, you know, needing to see how it like benefits you right away, or if you can have the gratitude that you do have this knowledge to share and that you're excited to go give it, it doesn't feel as draining and, you know, daunting or anything like that. Like if you can just stay in a space of gratitude for all of the knowledge that you've acquired over this journey and be able to give it to somebody like, and really be excited about it, that, that can absolutely fill you up. Yes. Yes. Giving can be on your side of your list. Mm -hmm. That is things that fill you up. And I think a lot of moms, a lot of women, a lot of (laughs) spiritual entrepreneurs, we we get that we get that it fills us up it's great um oh I just had a question for you oh oh so digress a little bit but okay you're at a networking event so that could be the grocery store that could be (laughs) actually like for you recently on a boat in the middle of the ocean off the coast of Hawaii yes in terms of active listening are there like a certain number of, of like for, okay. So this is for people that feel awkward with pauses and Mm. they want to just like start talking to fill the space and they're not really giving themselves enough time to like let the information sink in. Like they're, they're anxious because they're actually thinking about what to say next instead of listening because they're afraid of that pause. I feel like there's a lot out there. Do you have any advice on that? Um, I used to be, I mean, I don't know that I have advice. I definitely was one of those people where, like, I hate to have that awkward. It seems like it's going by, like, so slow and that, like, we're quiet for so long. But they're not quiet in their heads, right? Like, they're still thinking of stuff, too. They're processing. They're thinking of the stuff. So although, like, there's not an actual verbal exchange, there's still some processing happening. Their brains aren't quiet. So give them time to really you know, absorb all of it, um, give yourself time to really like be present in the moment and, um, witness the different body language, witness the different things, um, so that it can have some of an organic flow. Um, also don't be scared to be freaking awkward. I'm awkward as fuck all the time. (laughs) It doesn't stop me from getting, you know, clients or people or whatever, because a people are like, Oh my God, I feel so much comfortable. I feel so much more comfortable in this, like, you know, it's not perfect. We are having this organic conversation. I feel like I can like, like just breathe with you because we're just, you know, two awkward humans sharing this moment together. Um, you're not another like rehearsed person here, you know? Um, but then it also just, it, it allows to have some, some funny moments, some, some banter, Um, and to allow your authentic self to show and have I repelled people? Yes, but that's a success too. Like if you're repelled by my awkwardness, then this ain't going to work anyways. (laughs) And I don't want you to meet my people because you know, I, I don't need you to like have these expectations of them, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Bro marketing would say it's qualifying your audience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Repel people with your awkwardness. I love that. That's great advice to just let it be awkward and allow that to create some banter because everyone feels a little awkward at times. And so yes. that's just something to connect over. You have no idea if the person you're talking to is going to introduce you to your future husband or to someone that's going to buy art from your client or whatever. Yeah. And so you can use this active listening with anyone. That's why like I, I joke, but not about the grocery store. It's a great place to meet people Yeah, in line. Absolutely. You're just waiting in line. Everyone's just standing there, not saying anything. Or you can be that person. <laughs> you can be that person that strikes up conversation. That's me. I'm, oh my gosh, yes. I had the deepest conversation about stinky cheese at Whole Foods with this woman. And then she's like <laughs> sending me information about this place that she gets cheese from in Europe and how she spent $100 on stinky cheese for Thanksgiving. I spent a hundred dollars that day we bought like three <laughs> wheels of brie and it was the oh whole foods right now has the 12 what did they call it 12 wheels of cheese miss or something oh my god <laughs> I love yeah cheese. we're gonna eat some brie tonight yeah like you can connect with anybody about anything yeah anybody about but anything. i think that's a great that's a great example though of so what i always say is like if you know your people right and i mean like know them like what makes them tick they're funny they're cheese lovers they're people that care about you know organic food they're people that care about small business they're people that you know don't have a problem investing in higher quality things then you know that one of the rooms that you could meet people in is whole foods right so yeah. like you do know that your types like i'm not going to meet i mean i guess i could but like my ideal people aren't really going to be at like a Saks fifth avenue dressing room right like mm -hmm. <laughs> there's going mm -hmm. when you like really know your people then you can know any room whether that's a networking room whether that's a charity event whether that's a grand opening whether that again is at whole foods because you that's that is where your people are at you do know how to have conversations with people you do share the same values you are willing to invest in the same things you are willing to um you know show up for different things so those types of conversations are are easier to do yeah and this is only possible if you're doing things you love you have to mm -hmm. get away from the screen you have to that's what i say like fill yourself up go to the grocery store that you like drive a little further to go pop by a friend's house go out on a walk in a new park do things you like and it will eventually benefit you in business if that's your goal but like for me my goal is to be content and happy in this lifetime and then the sales yes. are a byproduct mm -hmm. <laughs> amen amen which is again an another thing that a lot of people miss out on right like are you actually doing things that you love to do are you actually going places and being the person that you want to be or are you like mm -hmm. under the weight of all of these shoulds yeah. or checklists or to-do lists you know mm -hmm. yeah something you said earlier really resonated with me um how do you want people to feel when they are in a conversation with you or after the fact and that makes me think of this future self-visualization that i like to do and lead people through um, I'm wondering if you can just speak speak more on that. Because if someone's like, okay, I want someone to feel this way when they're around me, like loved, supported, seen, how, how do they go about doing that? What's the next step to manifesting yeah. that new them? Um, well, first really check into like the actual truth of how you want to be remembered and thought of. So I haven't always, well, especially the past couple of years, I have like not my actions have not aligned with my intentions of how I want to be 
remembered and what I want to be known for. Um, like I, I want to be remembered as somebody that's like super bold, super audacious, somebody that knows everybody, like a connector, right? And for, because of different things that were happening inside of my business and inside of my community, I started really like shrinking myself um, and, you know, showing up a lot more like love and light rather than like knock if you buck and like, you know, in your face and big hoop earrings and everything like that. Um, so it's really like checking in first um, and then checking in why you're not, your actions aren't really aligning, like what what forced me to push myself into this box to be more like tamed and quiet and meek and soft, you know, like what made me start to like soften my edges, um, start to like see that I was actually in the wrong rooms because the right rooms wouldn't force me to be somebody that I'm not. And then, um, just going out there and taking like the next step, like what does that again, a visualization, I have a visualization and show the fuck up and then I get my clients too. like, how does that person show up? What is she wearing? What, um, how is she moving throughout the room? Like, how is her hair, all of that kind of stuff? Because you will, in those visualizations, be like, oh, she was actually, you know, she had purple hair or she was wearing, you know, big hoop earrings and not code switching throughout the entire room. Or, you know, she was laughing and drinking and cussing and all of that stuff. And I love that. I want to be her. I don't want to be this like soft spoken, meek person because that's not me, right? Yeah. And just step into um, her. Tap into that. Tap into that bad bitch persona. Tap yeah. into whatever that is. Like visualize yourself stepping into her and then just go into the room as her, as them. Yeah. You have mentioned rooms a couple of times. You called Whole Foods a room. You mentioned <laughs> other rooms that I think maybe you were referring to like containers like masterminds or maybe a Facebook mm -hmm. room. I don't know. Can you talk about the different types of rooms that you can show up in as your bad bitch to your authentic self? <laughs> yeah. Um, social media is a room. Podcasts are rooms. Like that's how I visualize it is like I'm stepping into a room or a space with some people. Um there's no actual networking events, masterminds. Again, it's it's knowing where your people are at because if you know them so well, then you know where they're kicking it, right? Um, like something that's important to me for my people to have this like common is like that they're constantly evolving, they're constantly expanding, they see the values in community, they're they're willing to invest, they're willing to like you know spend time on personal development. So I meet a lot of my people in masterminds and coaching programs at retreats, at conferences. Those are going to be the types of rooms that I want to get in, whether it's a physical room or a virtual room. Um, I know that that shared value is going to be like where I'm going to walk away with some like really valuable, um, connections. Um, if you are somebody that is like, Oh, I value spirituality or religion. Like maybe the types of people that you're going to meet are actually at, Bible studies or at meditation circles or, you know, like something, something revolved around that rather than spending your time going into networking, um, events. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've personally found value at everything from Whole Foods, like we've talked about to a, a BNI, like which BNI mm -hmm. is Business Networking International. It's this like, it's a room where there's only one of each person in the room and you pay to be there. And it's like very bro marketing kind of stuffy. But I just, you know, when you're the type of person that 
sees value in everything, like it, it doesn't matter. Just put yourself out there. Just do yeah. something. You just have to take micro steps, micro steps mm-hmm. in the direction of your vision. And you might get in a room and be like, oh my gosh, this isn't for me. Like I went to BNI once. It was great. I got to pitch m- myself, practice that. It was scary. And um, then I didn't go back. <laughs> and right. that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely somebody that sees a value in every situation, so I never think that any situation is wasted. It's not like I go into something and then I'm like, ugh, that was wasted time or wasted money. Like, I'll walk away with something every time. But definitely if it's not resonating, if it's not lighting you up to go, if it's not exciting you to talk to these people, even if you can't put your finger on it, like, if you just feel like you can't show up as your full self, that's not the room for you. So definitely, like, go out and try different things see what aligns um see what really doesn't work and what absolutely repelled you from those rooms i hate bni <laughs> i hate everything about it and i actually built my entire networking space to be like the antithesis of like that type oh, of nice. networking um but it was because i could identify like what made me feel uncomfortable what did i hate about it why were my people not there what did my why did my people feel turned off by that room um but again i didn't think that it was like a waste to be there obviously i made a lot of money off of the yeah. antithesis of <laughs> of bni so thank you for that <laughs> thanks bni uh can you talk a little <laughs> bit about the business that you just sold um how yeah what, what you mentioned moms you've told me in the dms but can you tell everyone else what what you built and sold in the last 10 years yeah, um, it was called the Mom, or it is called the Mom Nation, still exists. Um, it's the National Alliance of Mom Owned Businesses. So I started it in 2012 uh, when I had my brick and mortars, and my daughter was in kindergarten, and I was like, how the heck are people doing this, right? Like, how are people balancing both? It's such a unique dynamic to be an entrepreneur and a mom and to want to give yourself to both fully so um it started out as just kind of networking events again the antithesis of um of bni and then um it was it was in portland oregon because that's where i was living at the time and people were like oh my god this is like revolutionary i am like making so much money or i'm making so many connections or i found my people so then other cities started calling and being like how do we bring this over to us. So um, we grew again by thousands of members. Before COVID, we were having 30 events per month nationwide that I would like train the different leaders and how to like host a really like killer event and a mob meetup. And um, we started this whole micro economy. It really was more than just networking. It was a movement. We were actually putting our money where our mouth is. So like in 2021, we pushed $3.5 million into the hands of our um, members. It is the largest mom-owned business directory. So yeah, it's just this whole culture. Like we call it hashtag mob life because there's a very specific way that you show up once you become a mob, once you know, you know, the vibe of like, again, intentional networking, showing up for a community, serving, passing referrals. Um, so basically everything I teach about was like instilled in the members and then they're able to like have those ripple effects and, and show other people how to do the same. That's amazing. Oh, man. I'm sure did you learn – well, yeah, did you learn a lot through the process of selling a company? That's something I've never done before. I don't know anything about. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot. I learned more of about myself in the, like, few months leading up to selling it um, than I think I have in, like, this whole 15-year journey. Like, the whole thing about what kind of led 
to the selling of it. Um, it's actually kind of funny because a lot of people have approached me on like, oh, how do you do it? Or what did you pitch or whatever? But like, um, I'm such a, like a spiritual, like intuitive person that I woke up one day and I was like, I need to sell the mob to Caitlin. Like I already had like somebody <laughs> in mind and I was on vacation and I texted her and I was like, do you want to buy the mob? Um, and she was like, yeah. And then like 14 days later it was sold. So <laughs> Wow. <laughs> really just be, I mean, again, but that goes back to like how much I know my people and, you know, like yeah. all of that. It's like, because I've nurtured these relationships and, and all of that, that's why it could be so easy for me. But yeah. A lot of people are like, can you consult on how to sell a business? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> so I don't know what, I don't know what I did other than like, you know, yeah. um, know who you are, follow know my you intuition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can show you wow, how to like get an evaluation story. and and what lawyer to use, but you know, other than that, that's that's all I got for you. Yeah. Um, I have another businessy question for you. I'm assuming you're when you sell the mob, you're selling contacts, mm -hmm. right? Like you're selling a, a a group, a little black book, and yeah. a maybe a type of networking style that you're teaching, and all these trainers. So, did you have to have? like contracts or like agreements in place with every person that you had their contact information for? Like I'm trying to wrap my head around how that works. Because um, if I was a part no. of the mob, if I was a part of the mob and I got sold as a contact to someone else, I mean, I wouldn't care, but I'm just, I'm wondering how, yeah, how, how that works. You have any insight or is it no big deal? Am I overthinking it? Um, I mean, the mob knew me. The mobs know me. The mobs know that I do everything with, like, their best intention at heart. So um, yeah. I wouldn't have sold it to somebody that didn't um, – I, I was very clear on how I wanted the members to be treated, how I wanted them to feel, the things that I absolutely did not ever want to see the mob turn into, um, turned it over to somebody nice. that I know um, would – treat them the same way that I did. Um, I also kept the same leadership team. So that was also a requirement is to keep like the CMO and the, the VP of membership because they know the ins and outs. Um, and then, you know, we made the announcement and if you don't vibe with the new owner, then you can, um, you know, leave, leave the membership, but there's, there's still the other like pieces in place. Um, I don't think that it would have been as easy if I, hadn't built 10 years of them knowing that everything that I do is for them. Um, so, so that was like an easier, um, easier transition to do. I wouldn't have sold yeah. it to like, you know, a, a dude bro company that's going to like, you know, turn the Rando. people into numbers and yeah. like, you know, like think of them as leads. So I, I, I think that, that it goes back to how I want my, my people treated. And then as far as the partners, I worked really hard on our partnerships. So like, I was all about, I am all about collaboration over competition. So like we've worked with other networking groups, we've worked with other directories, we've worked with, um, you know, different women, um, like subscription boxes and different platforms. So basically I just wrote each one a personal email that was like, this is what's happening, you know, before you see it anywhere else, I'd like to introduce you to the new owner. Let me know if you want to be on a call like together to like transition this, this relationship. Um, and then just like gave the download to Caitlin, who's the new owner and CEO, like, here's everything you need to know about the partnerships, how we work with them, you know, how to serve their communities. Um, and yeah. That's amazing. I, what you just said is business is a series of relationships. 
Yes. Is what I heard. Always. And always. I love that. That is uh, you have provided so much gold on this episode and I am so appreciative. Uh-huh. This is one of those shows I'm going to go back and listen to and take notes. I mean, you the way you say things and the way you word things, um, maybe it's because it's coming from your soul and your intuition is leading. Um, but it just it really hits home. And I, I really oh. appreciate you being on this show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And that's so sweet. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, how can people find you or sign up to be coached by you? What different containers and rooms do you lead now? Yeah. Um, well, you can find me at arialighty.com and then also on Instagram um, at arialighty. I am revamping my signature program, uh, Show the Fuck Up. And probably by the time this episode airs, it'll be like <laughs> ready to go. But basically it is um, perfect all modules about how to intentionally network, how to find your people, how to own those rooms once you're in the room with them. Um, And then it's also about like press, how to write press releases, how to do everything, like what types of press is going to get you in front of your people and how to show up on social media, how to use it as a a networking opportunity. So all of that is in there. Um, There is actually going to be, I'm creating a new app for it. So you will be instantly locked into this intentionally formed community where as soon as you join you also have people that are also intentionally networking so you can um, be a part of that and then as a visibility strategist and consultant uh, we can start with the VIP day I get to know you again obviously <laughs> know the ins and outs and know like what best aligned spaces and platforms and opportunities to get you into create a show up plan for you um, and I also even do a lot of like the pitching and um, introductions for you to get you into those platforms and stuff that yeah yes she does she has aria has asked me (laughs) if her clients can come on the show so she's not kidding you guys if you vibe (laughs) with aria lighty head to the show notes click that link check out her website follow her on social don't just follow her on social hang out with her on social message her send a video message yes i love it tell her what's up and intentionally network with her how can you help aria what can you do to help Aria get in rooms that you think she needs to be in? Because we all have a network. You too. Even the you that doesn't think you have one. You know at least 100 people. Who do you want to connect Aria with? I'm already thinking of some people. Oh, oh, okay. <sighs> oh, oh, and just so you know, she's coming here from Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. So rad. Honolulu, Honolulu vibes. <laughs> and I'm a native Hawaiian. Love I'm it. actual Kanaka, so... Oh my gosh. I was wondering, how do you pronounce your middle name? Uanani. Oh, it's beautiful. Aria Uanani Lighty. Oh, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I met you. I think I reached out to you. I shared, yeah, I shared a podcast episode that I heard you were on on my Instagram. And then yes. I just, I loved your vibe. I loved your marketing and messaging. Um, and so, you. you guys, if you're listening to a podcast and you like what you hear, reach out to the person. You have no idea what's going to happen. I'm already I like, know, I want Aria to come bestie. in and, yeah, yeah, right, right, <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm thinking I want you to come in and um, talk to my Speak Up group, which is a program that I'm running right now, and I'm going to turn into a membership, I feel like you would be yes. a really good guest speaker, I like I, this episode, so gold, all right, you guys, I know you learned a lot, go take inspired action, Go reach out to someone that you've been secretly following for a long time. Go to Whole Foods and talk to the woman sitting next to you staring at the stinky <laughs> cheeses. <is> <laughs> Whatever it is. 
Whatever it is, go use your voice, open your mouth, and also close it and listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks so much. Reach out to both of us. Let us know what you loved about this episode. I want to hear your aha moments. And please help us by sharing this with someone that you think needs to hear it. Help them, help us, help yourself. We are in this together. I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. Bye. Hey, loyal listener. Please rate and review this podcast. Your feedback is needed and you matter. It would be an honor if you shared this with a friend. Send this episode to whoever pops into your mind first. It's like a little exercise on intuition. And trust that that insight is the hand of God working through you to make someone else's life better today. Visit themadelineshow.com to stay up to date on my free trainings and different offerings, including self-paced online programs that activate your mind and enhance your life. Who knows, maybe you'll find something today that completely changes your tomorrow.